Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe, together with Guinness. It is five o'clock on Sunday evening and we know that everyone in Ireland is watching, every sports person in Ireland is watching the Masters, the golf, somewhere. But Baz and Andrew are dedicated to the oval ball. Here we are representing. Pat is across from me, he's having a nervous breakdown because <laughs> all he wants to do is watch the golf. I don't want to be here. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately you're here and we're going to drag this out. Just drag the arse It's going to be the longest episode yet. You should go back to the start, like. <laughs> William Webellis. So, <laughs> Where were we? He picked, he picked up the ball, right? But uh, yeah, look, we're, we're here. We're dedicated to the to the oval ball, and there's there's so much to talk about, and so much so that we've actually gone back and worn our school's rugby jerseys. St. Munchens College. Corian Inst. Pat is wearing a golf outfit. <laughs> I think Pat's going to start hallucinating. Do you remember that episode of Father Ted where uh, they go off things for Lent and like Ted goes off uh, smoking fags but any time someone talks to him he starts hallucinating and just sees giant fags talking to him and Dougal goes off rollerblading and he just sees rollerblades <laughs> moving and Father Jack just sees points of Guinness. So Pat's just looking at us seeing like a golf club and an old flag. This is just eating into it. We're grand. We'll be back in the, the Masters in no time, Pat. Be grand. Uh, but yeah, so we're, um, we're representing. Yeah, St. Munchens College. Uh, veritas ni in caritas. I don't know what that Latin means. or Irish? <laughs> I'd say. No idea. Uh, so this is the jersey that you kind of make yourself. Is that that one? No, it's not. That was the, that was the medallion jersey. And I couldn't find that. It was oh, too okay. long ago. So it's got lost along the way. This was my tour jersey. Oh, to South Africa, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where we didn't have a great record. Did you not? <laughs> we won one out of six games. Okay. Yeah. So it's one. But we had a good tour. Yeah. And who are your sponsors I see there? Linus. Uh, no. Oh, sorry, it's not. It's Lindsay Protective Clothing. I didn't even look at this. I just assumed it was Linus Frozen Foods because they're the, the, the North Coast kind of juggernaut <laughs> local wealthy business that you go to. They're the Supermax of... Yeah. Mine is obviously sponsored by Super, Supermax, hand-stitched on. Uh, this was a... A tradition. Do you have Supermax in Belfast? Um, I think it might have just arrived, oh. but it's not an established. Congratulations. Yeah. It's like McDonald's, but super. Yeah. Better. <laughs> uh, this was a tradition of ours. After St. Munchens College game, we would go in there and have a burger. Yeah. And then buy a bag of cans. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that was it. They're going for a nice, a nice subtle um, sponsorship there, haven't they? <laughs> More Supermax than Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> that is. It is actually, isn't it? Picture how big this was yeah. on me when I was 16, 17. Yeah. Enormous. I love the long sleeves, though. <laughs> um, my favourite memory of schoolboy rugby was playing the Junior Cup quarterfinal against Ardskull Reach. And this crack in the crowds at those games was just unbelievable. Yeah. Um Reach weren't the best team in the world, so they used to just... They, did you ever hear of Blackboard Jungle? It's a... No. Uh, it's a TV show that Ray Darcy used to host for uh, schools would go on and do like a, it's like a quiz uh-huh. and see if they could win. And Art School Reach won it one year and it was the only thing they'd ever really won. They'd never won a rugby match. So they, the fans used to just <laughs> chant, we won Blackboard Jungle, which <laughs> is gold. But the Munchens fans uh, 
Jerry Flannery and a fellow called Nozzle, a friend of ours, was were the senior team. They were at the game and they bought uh, an inflatable banana, like a big yellow banana, and brought it to the game and it caused pandemonium. <laughs> there was a riot in the crowd. <laughs> there was like the match had to be stopped. It was there was violence and everything and yeah. they put down a banana ban afterwards in the school. There's no <laughs> a banana ban. Unnecessary in most schools. It's <laughs> yeah. no, required a banana ban. Not in munchins. Still, I, th I wonder is that still on the banana ban? Yeah, but that was one of my favourites. <laughs> yeah. What was your best memory of my school? My best rugby? memory? Um, we, um, we, weren't, we were quite good. I, I think actually Koreans were a little bit like Ulster now. Or Ulster the last few years, whenever we've got the ability for a big performance, but we always choked. We won the subsidiary shield three years in a row, having got put out in the first round. Oh. Yeah, so, and every year we're like, I you know what? The shield. This is our. Best to look in the play. Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is our year. And then we do the same thing again. Let's make amends, lads. Yeah. And then they just killed off the school, right? It's gone now. Yeah, yeah. Enough's <laughs> enough. We're not going to win a school. Demolish it. Yeah. So they amalgamated the with the girls' school across town. Now it's Korean grammar. Okay, are they any good? Uh, I, don't, I don't think, I don't believe they We've are. We've talked too much about this already. We've talked too much. Yeah. About, about the amalgamation. That's, that's about the yeah. detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's move on. We've got so much rugby to talk about from the weekend. Uh, we look back at the Guinness Pro 14 <laughs> action. Look ahead to Munster and Leinster's Champions Cup semi-finals. We will hear from Munster and Ireland scrum half Connor Murray, who Pat caught up with last week. We have Ireland Sevens international superstar Jordan Conroy on the phone, uh, all the way from Offaly. And we've got our Made of More Player of the Weekend results and your Twitter questions. But first, big win for Ulster and Connacht, which means that we have Ulster versus Connacht in the Pro 14, Guinness Pro 14 at Kingspan Stadium in early May. Is that a whistle? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what comes to mind. Big Pro knockout. Yeah. Huge. And what I love about it is two similar teams, style of play anyway, two coaches, similar style of play, put a lot of emphasis on their, or a lot of faith in their halfbacks yeah. to up the tempo. So it's going to be a, a clash of two similar styles, which is going to, yeah. I think, make for a brilliant game. Yeah, and Ulster have been, they got, they've been beaten twice by Connacht this season. Mm -hmm. uh, and the first one in Belfast, I think, was the first uh, time Connacht beat them since 1960, Pat. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's on. He's watching the Masters. Yeah. Molinari is in the water. So. Ooh. You, all I heard was 1960. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you talking to here? The flag or the golf club? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, 1960. Yeah, Molinari. that's right. Yeah. Let me, let me go research. What was the question again? It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Watch your golf club. Come on. How's Tiger doing? That's all we want to know. He's not in the water. So. Okay. He's, he's he could be about to be. Wow. He could be about to take the lead. Everyone's watching this from the future now. Yeah, no, this is back. dated information already. Yeah. It's oh, still, yeah, it's actually. Cool, Sorry, everybody. It's all right. At least you're not spoiler alerting them, like. Um, so yeah, Ulster going to be. Yeah, it'll be. It'll make for an interesting game with those results. Yes. Did yeah. you watch uh, Ulster the weekend? I did. I did. Yeah. What, nice a, what a win! What yeah. a result! They're what, flying for our bonus point five points. Yeah. Similar, like similar level, like level of performance to Leinster in that um, quarterfinal. Mm -hmm. um, physicality through the roof, pretty, pretty innovative, pretty creative as well. Played with a bit of width. What you make of uh, Jacob at fullback? 
fine. Yeah, it's fine. fine. I think he can or, go. He can slot in anywhere in the back yeah. three, really. Um, I thought it, what what he did to create space for for Rob Little and Balakoon was. Yeah. I was like, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. Stick him in there. Yeah. Especially now that it looks like uh, Ludic is out, right? Yeah. He's out for the rest of the season. Oh, he's gone completely, I don't he? know, is he? He looked pretty nasty when he came <laughs> off. Bad. Bad. We need to stop <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking at <Too> him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his ankle, yeah, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought yeah. it looked pretty bad, yeah. yeah so, <clears throat> I'd stick him in there. Who else? Like, Addison's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, Addison's gone, just had an mm. operation on his back. Yeah, look, Balak that try Balakoon scored and Rob Little, massive fan of his. Yeah. That try he got, like, where they went down the blind, like, I think one of the commentators pointed out is, like, a perfect example for any youngster looking at how to execute yeah. a little blindside dart where uh, Billy Burns took a little back pass and it was just the speed of the passing. Yeah. Everyone hitting the line of flat. And, yeah. Um, he's he's wriggly, isn't he? Isn't he? He had a lot to do, didn't he? Like to yeah, score. Yeah. yeah. No, he's he's busy and he's his footwork's good and he's kind of. I think country fellas. He's a farmer in background. I just always think go. they're kind of even when they're small, they're wiry and tough. And mm. do you remember playing against Bruff underage? Bruff uh, uh, when you would have come down and played the Pat Lawler and Limerick. Uh, oh, did they play that? Did they? Yeah. Um, so they were like that. No, young really? lads that were farmers that were yeah. so strong. <laughs> um, at that age, like yeah, very yeah. hard to tackle and really good at chop tackles as well. Really, chop tackle ahead of their ahead of their time. Absolutely, yeah, just down around the ankles. Yeah, old school. Um, what else? Uh, I thought Burns was brilliant. Yes, great to see him get the bonus point at the end. I think the the back line will always look brilliant if their pack play like that, though. Yeah, I think that's true. there's a lot to be said for getting Ian Henderson back in the team. Uh, getting Marcel mm -hmm. in a bit of space, um, Eric O'Sullivan with his tip-ons, finding mm. other lads in space as well. Disappointing for Marty Moore, it didn't look good for him, has he? Yeah, uh... yeah. did you see though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just laughing at him. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, obviously, he had his hands on his head, like I see, he wasn't looking, and then Stuart McCluskey came over and tapped him on the shoulder, as if to say, um, unlucky lad, mm. you know. But then Marty obviously thought, oh, he wants a you know, high five. And he turned around, Marty went like that, and then by that stage, Stu had already Gone. got what he wanted, which was sticky spray from the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a video of it also, and I'll put it up later on. Oh, I do. Yeah. Uh, Again, just one of these moments. You, you just got to enjoy these moments. You do. You do. I love those. Um, and Rory Vest, obviously, out with an ankle injury, so <clears throat> getting the two of them back would be pretty important, but did Mar Marty Moore didn't look like he was, uh, he was in great shape. But the scrum, though... When Ross Ross Keane came on and did well, the, mm -hmm. the set piece was was difficult. It was, was tough last week actually in, in Glasgow. Mm -hmm. um, set piece went a lot better yeah. um, the other night, so breakdown as well. Yeah, they'll have a they'll have a bit of chance to rest a few of those players as well. Uh, Connacht, on the other hand, uh, again more of the same from them. Do or die mindset uh, against Cardiff on Saturday. Brilliant variety of play, uh, playing some class rugby, really played the conditions well, yeah. uh, which is obviously pretty hard in the sports ground when the wind is blowing like that. You couldn't tell which way it was blowing at some points. Um, but yeah, really impressive to get the bonus point win there as well. Yeah, they, he, um, Cardi mixed up the kicking game a little bit, mm. just with short kicks. Mm. Um, even with the breeze behind him, he put one cross field from his own 22 to Matt Healy. Yeah. It's nice, wasn't it? Just oh. to be stabby one, just get it there as soon as you can. Bent a little bit as yeah. well. It, it, it looked like more was going to come of it, and then it was just—it was just a feral drop that he could have. If he just gotten that pass away, I think uh, yeah. he probably would have scored. But yeah, there were there was loads of that. I mean, uh, I I think uh, Carty 
scored the try this season. Yeah, that that was unbelievable. Like it came from um, from a from a Cardiff touch. They found touch deep in in the Connacht twenty two. Mm-hmm. They think that's a massive power play at that point in the game for Cardiff to get on top. And uh, O'Halloran takes a quick quick uh, line out. Makes a little break. Rufio, Rufio takes a quick. Rufio takes a quick line. It makes a little break. Uh, Aki then would outrageous offload the twenty-two, and then O'Halloran again with an offload. Then the rest was just Carty, chip, gather, score. Yeah, it was yeah. unbelievable. Like for at that moment to have that quick thinking, and then everyone to be on board. Yeah. I think Blade was a huge part of that as well. He's um, he's flying still, he's isn't he? Yeah, I'm, and I'm fair play to Andy Friend for sticking <coughs> with him and picking him, even though Marmion's back and yeah. Uh, because um, he, he really sets the pace and was instrumental, I think, in that game. And again, then Butler, Boyle, Foyinga, Foyinga who I think was named as the kind of player of the year afterwards, just showing how valuable he is to them. Their whole back row yeah. were brilliant, weren't they? Mm. Um, what about uh, Marmion? Did you see Marmion's hit? Mm. Who was it, Cardiff? Uh, Harry's, is it? Jordan Harry's? It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a sack. <laughs> that coming. KO'd himself, yeah. like, which we shouldn't be laughing at, but my God. No, 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 I mean, like, safety first, lads. Yeah, yeah, he'd be, he'd be grand. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was... And the decision for to not give the try, obviously, uh, by the end of it, that was a massive decision because Cardiff came back. Um, what did you think? Oh, so, uh, oh, I didn't really... I only... I actually just watched um, this a clip popped clip. up. Oh, so, uh, Harry's, when he put it down... Uh-huh. He put it down with his right hand, and his left hand oh, hit it touched the flag. Oh, he touched. I did see that. Yes. Yeah. And the ref said that it, which it actually did. It he touched the ground, the touch line with his left hand, and the ball down at the exact same time, which means that it's a scrum to the attacking team, which I thought was bizarre. But it's obviously the rule. Um, uh, who was it? Was that who was that ref? Uh, and he knew that Tiger Woods was it, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he did. He mu- uh, yeah. He must have known the rule. Yeah. He must have thought, brilliant. Here's yeah. a chance for me to show off. <laughs> Who knows this rule? Make a real song and dance about it. Get as much attention as possible. <laughs> I love that rugby. I where you know can... something you <laughs> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that rugby, where you can find out a rule in every game you watch. Like, yeah. Like, this happens me every second game. I always wanted to do. Um, do you know that if if the ball is rolling in the in goal area, mm-hmm. and you as an attacker. Um, uh, if you slide in and your feet or your say your entire body apart from your arm is in touch and goal but the ball's on the ground with your first touch if you touch it down it doesn't matter it's still a try Pat yeah <laughs> is that fact that's <laughs> stop talking to Pat I'm sorry last time Pat last time we interrupted you uh, Mike Adamson was a the referee there oh okay yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah he was yeah but yeah, yeah. Say that again. So if you slide, your whole body can be over if you, if there. It doesn't matter if your full body's in touch. If you your first touch of the ball is to score the try. So you can't, if the ball's bobbling, you can't oh, right. catch it and put it down. It has to be, or even move it at all, it has to be your first touch is to score. doesn't matter that your whole body's in touch and goal. Wow. That was always one of these rules. I was like, one of these days. I'm going to do just cross over the line on purpose. Yeah, yeah, and then the ref doesn't know it and he, do, he does me for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be worth it just for the long run. Yeah. If you're winning by, by, by 40 points, yeah. okay, you can just say, I told you. Yeah, I always wanted the chance to showcase my, my knowledge. In knowledge, my I was terrible for that shit. There was another one in the Munster game. We'll get to that later, actually, because I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it. Get to it now. We'll um, do what we want. Pat's not listening. Oh, we're actually in. We're going straight to it right now. We're going to go to the Munster, sh- Munster one. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, I'm clear. 
<laughs> monster shit was good. <laughs> where the shit went down. Uh, monster had one where Stephen Archer was hit by um, by Benetton's 13, uh, high and shoulder directly into the face. And Ben Whitehouse, who drove me absolutely mental for that whole game, said that he came to the conclusion eventually that it was only a medium force, like Star Wars force, to the face. So it only warranted a yellow card. He categorized it yeah. medium. Medium force. Whereas if it was full force, it would have been a red card. Did you know that was a rule? Yeah, I didn't know they like the refs could decide, like place it into a certain yeah. and he like a force. So Archer was being hit, and then the guy was coming in second, uh, a second tackler, and he planted his feet and propelled himself. But in slow motion, it probably looked like medium force. Yeah. But he smashed him in the face, bust his nose open, <laughs> uh, hurt Archer pretty bad, like you know. Yeah. So that that force once once you bring that in, it makes sense though, I suppose, because you could do the same thing. For example, Cipriani's red card in the. Uh, yeah, that's the, what they're talking about. Yeah, it's uh, monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, technically, you're sort of thinking, right? He technically shoulder on head. That's mm. bad, but he hardly touched him. Mm. You know, so that's this when force comes into it. Archer had to go off for a HIA, <laughs> bust his nose open, like split his face open. So hold on, it wasn't it was it yellow or was it just penalty? No, he gave a yellow, but it should have yeah. been a red card. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And yeah, Ben White, I was I hate trashing refs, but my God, he drives me mental. Um, like, it was an unbelievable game of rugby. End-to-end stuff, loads of tries. Uh, Bennett on her class, obviously, yeah. and Munster had a very young, inexperienced team out, but they, they were class. They really um, they defended really well and scored some brilliant tries. But, like, there was a moment in the first half where he... Uh, Goggin scored a try off a drop ball, and he had to, to look back and see if there was any knock-on, and it took five minutes to go through, which everyone could have, on watching, would have decided yeah. in 10 seconds. That winds me up, actually. You see, whenever whenever something happens, the, the is the TMO sitting in a room somewhere in the stadium, just going, I'm not going to begin reviewing this until I get some direction yeah, yeah, from yeah. the ref. Yeah. He's just going, he's going to get here. I, I, whenever he calls me, then I'll, make, I'll start, you know, the, yeah. then my process will commence. Yeah. So he gets a call from the, the ref, like, would you just um, review that unbelievably <laughs> oh. obvious knock-on? And he's like, I'm, I'm, he's out <laughs> yeah. eating a sandwich or bear something. With like, oh, bear with me. Bear with me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the channel is on. Yeah. <laughs> he's like switching over, <laughs> hitting the side of his telly. I know. As soon as something happens, TMO, be proactive and just have a look at it. And then the Nigel, or whoever it is, could say... And he's going, listen, I'll stop you there. I've already looked at it. You're grand. Work away. Yeah. You know, like, cut it all out. Yeah. I just think they all, they like the attention. Yeah. All the attention is on them. A mate of mine is actually one of these guys. So, uh, other than him, and he knows who he is now, he's brilliant. But the rest, <laughs> the rest of them are pretty poor. <laughs> uh, but I, I do blame the ref, actually. In this in this case, Ben Whitehouse was just, his communication with the with the Ford official was appalling. Yeah. Um, so Here, actually, um, Adamson, sorry, is that Mike Adam, Adamson, isn't it? Mm. He actually must be pretty switched on as well because he made a call earlier on in the game. You know, the offload from, was it Fanga? That was one of the back rowers anyway. Uh, Boyle, yeah. Boyle, sorry, mm. to um, Blade. And he scored a try off it. Mm-hmm. And he made the point, it wasn't a, it wasn't a breakdown, it was a, just a tackle. Mm. So one foot needs to be behind. I was going, that's quite technical yeah, as well. Yeah, that was great. For him to pick up on that as well. And yeah. it was, I didn't realise it was the same guy then did the... Oh, that's another one where I learned, the, I learned another rule. Yeah. Yeah. I felt pretty vindicated. I was watching that with my dad, and I went, and dad was like, "That's not a forward pass." He thought he was talking about the. Yeah, I was yeah. like, 
Dad, <laughs> I'll take it from time. here, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the breakdown. He has to have a foot behind the ball. Uh, yeah, that. I love when I'm like, that's my dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, but all in all, uh, as a game, it was a brilliant game of rugby. Um, Monster, I think their game plan at the moment or all season is wear teams down. Don't play too much rugby in the first half. Try and put teams away. Their defence is so aggressive and... Uh, and so intense, they're turning teams over like Benetton couldn't really live with it. Yeah. And then flash the ball a little bit. JJ Hanneran was class, uh, Matheson was class. At scrum half, the two of them kind of seemed to know exactly they were on the exact same page. Um, scored some great tries in the end. And again, yeah, defence was incredible. Did Ulster a favour as well? Yeah, yeah, they did. Thanks, well, fellas. All four teams qualified uh, for the for the. Yeah. quarters and semi-finals absolutely brilliant again did you see actually speaking of Cipriani did you see his try against or his assist for Worcester yeah. it, was, yeah. it yeah. was completely unnecessary but really, what did he do he did a little uh, so I'm okay I'm, well, he'll do it this way I'm popping it to you uh -huh. um, but I, I feign to do like a a deep wide pass but I drop it off to you here yeah. and then but then he as he passed it he did a spin or like a pirouette and like looked back this way which was completely unnecessary, yeah, but it yeah. looked class. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll leave you off with it. Uh, Ian Madigan also kicking a last-minute win for uh, Bristol to beat Saracens. Saracens, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it now, but I'm going to try and watch it tomorrow. I want to check out how Monster will look against Saracens next weekend. Ah, me now. Pinergy are the partner to Munster Rugby, teamed up with that brand ambassador Conor Murray to announce that Munster's home stadiums, Thoman Park and Irish Independent Park, will now be powered with electricity from fully renewable energy sources. That's pretty cool. They didn't uh, advert him and Keatley. Do you they? remember this here? No. Like a while back there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure Keatley's an ambassador. I think he was probably just living with Murray at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Using a lot of his electricity. <laughs> yeah. Simon Zebo was your, your roommate and I was just kind of trying to picture what it was like the night before. Was there was it giddy excitement or you know, did you guys have a routine that you'd have like the night before a game or anything or would you uh, stay up late talking? Giddy, very giddy excitement as as it always would be with Zebes around. Um no, we had a good relationship when we were when we were rooming. Um I'd be fairly relaxed, um, not as relaxed as Simon before games, but I think he kind of added to me being a bit more relaxed um, before before big games, especially, um, mm. which would which would be great. You know, we were just buzzing about. I think we were chatting about who we were marking the next day, like he um, on the wing in scrum half, and um, we were just kind of excited about that. And I think was the Cubs mm. game on. I, I, I know what it, was that the night before, two nights before, the but there parade was, was the night. Yeah, before, there was yeah. a parade, mm. and that was on the the American station over there, and we were probably up late enough watching that. Um, uh, and just chilling out and stuff. So it's a good, it's a good room to, to be in before before a big game. And woke up the next morning and the buzz was the same. Steve straight away with the Bluetooth speakers on, playing playing all his music. And uh, yeah, there was never a dull moment there. And who's now like? Do you get to, you know being a senior enough player there? Do you get to request a new roommate or who's in with you now? Or is it the same guy? Or uh, I've been with Erzy for a good good few years now. Um, changes the odd time. Um, mm. You know, if one of us isn't playing or, or someone's injured or something. Um, but. But more often than not, it's been Erzy since since then, um, which has been great. You know, know Erzy really, really well. Mm. Um, not as as loud as Zeeves or as untidy as Zeeves, but um, you know we know each other so well now. There's no often with a roommate you can 
that you don't know that well, you know, it's a bit awkward. You, you like if you're watching TV or something, you're kind of giving each other a remote or asking asking each other what you want to watch or do you want the aircon on or whatever. Whereas mm. if Erdsy doesn't want it, he'll just tell me shut up and turn off the TV or he's going to bed. So there's that kind of comfortableness mm. with each other there, which which is great. And I was just then thinking back to um, let's say the Six Nations is, is just finished there now. Uh, you guys would probably all have, uh, I don't know how it works for the Irish team, but like, uh, let's say with the English team, they set up a WhatsApp group for each game. Would it be similar for you guys as well? Like, would there be a group or a, a different kind of group chat that you'd all pass messages to each other on? Or? Um, yeah, I think there's a WhatsApp group for most, for most mm. weeks, yeah, depending on the squad. Um, usually, Sinead Bennett would probably set one up just um, for notifications about gym or... Yeah. Good, if, it, if it's an away game, the lads will throw like good coffee spots in there or like things to do or the cinema list or and all sorts like that. So yeah, that changes, I think it changes every week and in and out. So there's, as you can imagine, there's quite a few WhatsApp groups on the go. Yeah, because I remember Haskell, James Haskell saying before that um, he knew he was getting dumped out of the squad because he just all of a sudden... He was removed. He was removed yeah, from the group. Yeah, well, like I don't know. I doubt, I don't think, I haven't heard any stories of that happening in our squad mm. yet, but that would be kind of a harsh way to be to be told that, you, that you're not involved for the week. But uh, yeah, obviously, with, I think the group remains the same when people get added and, and taken out, judging mm. on selection injuries things like that which is is kind of sensitive yeah um, but yeah. um yeah if you're if you're taking out before the team is named that's 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 a bit harsh yeah yeah the um i suppose the last time i suppose we would have um maybe been like seen or you guys were all together as a squad then of course was cardiff that night and um you know the championships end in different ways but did you guys all still at least go out for like that meal did you go for a drink even the day after did you have a bit of like time as a squad together like oh yeah of course we did yeah we we had the meal afterwards and we um we did a couple of points with the welsh lads mm. lads we know congratulated them which um was was the right thing to do you know it was us it was us a year previous in twickenham where you know we delayed coming up to the meal obviously wales uh, the welsh lads were late which is completely fine you're obviously mm. celebrating a grand slam when um, we did that last year, and when we arrived up, the English lads were completely fine with us. Had a drink with us, had a chat. You know, particularly the lads you'd know quite well. Yeah. Um, so we had a drink with them, and then we went back to um, our hotel um, and just stuck, stuck together. We just went into the team room, and then you know, um, wives and girlfriends, family, parents, uh, all the coaches, uh, all into the team room, and, and just had a drink together, which was really important because. You know, it wasn't. You know, it didn't go to plan, but it wasn't. It wasn't due to like a lack of effort or, or mm. lack of desire from players or staff or anything. It was, you know, everyone saw the effort that was being put in. It's just for reasons we, you know, after the game, you you know why. But um, you know, it's good to have a drink and kind of just sign off and say, look, lads, that was that was a tough campaign. Um, but we know how good we can be, and we know we can get back to that level. So mm. you know, don't lose faith. Um, stay together, and we didn't need to. We didn't even need to say that because. Everyone in this squad knows how good how good we can be. It's 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 I've said it before. Twenty three out of twenty six tests um, in recent in the, in the last twenty six, obviously, and um, you know you don't become a bad team overnight. And it's just been a tough campaign. And I think we're all well aware, and and we've such belief in how good we can be. And and it's just about working really hard to to get back to that level, which I know we can we can. Is it more of a? I was kind of thinking as well. Like it's more of a like it's almost like a national psyche. I was kind of thinking, like you know, England with the penalty shootouts. Mm. Oh, here we go again! Yeah. Like it's the same. Like I think it's almost like it's something in here. Being Irish, that when the World Cup comes around, we start panicking and mm. oh, it's going to happen again. You're like, and you know, so there's a little bit of that. So you guys have to almost fight against history and stuff like that as well. Mm. It's an added kind of bit of pressure, like. But yeah. as a group, is it a kind of thing that you have to kind of 
kind of cloister yourself away from that and kind of say, listen, lads, we know what we could do. We know we've been there and we can do it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when you say cloister away from it, it's not that that we're, we're trying to stay tight for. It's, it's, it's for our group, you know. I think the tighter we remain, and, and it's a really tight group. I, I said it previously in interviews where, you know, there's a genuine good mates from mm. all the other provinces and fellas I spend time with outside of, outside of rugby, which is, I don't know if that was the case before, but it's, it's, I can pick four or five lads from Munster who have really good relationships with everyone else in, in Ulster, Leinster and Connacht. So I, I don't know, was that the case? You have to ask those mm. older lads, but it feels really good. It feels like a really tight squad. And I think if we are to remain tight, it's because you know that's when we work best when we're away from media is there and it, it's it's got a really mm. big role and and you know it, but it, for us we don't need to see it that much we we know what we're like we know how good we can be we know how tight we are we know what went wrong in the six nations we know we've a fair idea of how we're going to fix it and what we're going to attempt to do so it's really important that we just stay away from that a as much as we can because I don't see the benefit in reading newspapers or when things are going well or, or on the flip side mm. when things are going poorly. I, I just don't see the benefit because sometimes they overhype you and then other times maybe they're, they're criticising you for a reason which is absolutely fair but then at times is it a bit too much, is it not? You, it, there's mm. a balance and personally you know, you'll have to ask the other players, I get that, I, I completely understand why you're in that you know, um, limelight or public eye or whatever and you are being judged and I completely understand that. I completely understand why it goes one way or why it goes the other but I think reading it and, and, and kind of worrying about it is, is completely unproductive and you don't it doesn't it doesn't serve any benefit you know I think there's enough motivation within me um, within the, the teams I play in to kind of get things right and, and be as successful as we can so um, with Ireland if we're talking about Ireland right now you know it's a really tight unit and mm. that's important because we haven't been through a stage like this um, in a long time, which is which is a sign, a sign of how good things have been. Mm. Does um, a friend of mine rang me up there? I think it was during the Six Nations, and it was it was maybe midway through the championship, and he was almost saying, "I've got, I've got a, a not a scoop, but I've got a, a theory for you." Yeah. He said they they haven't been the same since they had to scrap with each other at Tolman Park. There's something going on, like oh, you know. Like, yeah. and I was like, "All right, I'll look into that." Like okay. but people often ring me and think. I've got the inside, and I was like, I don't think there's anything there, but yeah. he's like, I'm telling you, does uh, no, each um, other, but no, nothing from that from that derby, and you can see why people would say that from the outside because mm. that was such a heated game, and brilliant. Like, if anything, that was good for the national team because mm. it showed lads care about their derbies, care about you know going up against their rivals, and firstly showing what it means to play against um, for me for, to play against Leinster, and then. Um, you're trying to get into the national squad. That's what, that's that's another subplot to all mm. those interpros is lads trying to get in and you know because competition is so high in the in the Irish team, you know people want to play as much as they can. They want to be involved in that team as much as they can, and that, I think that just showed it. And no, since that game, the, like the, the couple of days after, all the lads were texting each other. The, the lads involved in the mm. few bits after. Well, I know I had an incident with Jordan Larmer where I I, I high tackled him. Yeah, and, and there was a bit of a scuffle in touch. The next time I saw him, we were laughing and joking about it, and mm. we actually both said, "Geez, that was a bit of fun, wasn't it?" Because there was none, there was no nasty digs or anything. It was just like it was just on the edge type stuff. And um, no, I can assure you that that didn't that didn't carry over. But um, it's been a while since there's been a, a game like that where you know, there's been some dull derbies. And, yeah, and I, 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 I don't think that's a good thing. Mm. I think you know they need to be hotly hotly <laughs> contested. Maybe spilled over a little bit, but um, that's that's sport generally, and, and that's. 
that's what happens when it means so much to both teams that that can happen at times. It's yeah, hard to keep a lid on it, you know. We were a lot of us were happy to see it as well. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I yeah. think most people enjoyed it, but not yeah. not to say that we're going out there again to do it, mm. but it just it showed how much people cared. Um, so, so there's a couple of kind of like more kind of technical things I wanted to like ask you about the Six Nations and good that you're here and one of them was just kind of. I suppose the thing that goes around as well is like uh, I think even my, maybe Brian O'Driscoll might have men mentioned it again about the neck again. Like we again, it, Brian O'Driscoll has even said this when he was a player. He's never 100% fit. Like you're mm -hmm. never going to be 100% fit. But mm -hmm. like you weren't. Were you carrying anything during that championship? Were we a little bit uncomfortable, or were you as close to fully fit as you, a, a rugby player yeah, could possibly be? No, honestly, answer no. I was completely fit. Yeah, I wish I could blame. I yeah. could blame my neck on yeah. uh, a few things that didn't go according to plan. But I, I was. I am fully fit. I think, um, you know, that's why uh, going back way before the Six Nations, that's why I took so much time with with this neck to make mm. sure it was right. Um, and in terms of, you know, like I know Brian has said it before, you're never fully fit. Like you're always going to go into the game with like a bang on the elbow mm. or, or like a dead leg or, or something annoying you. But in terms of neck, neck-wise, I was fully fit because mm. I, I can say that like if, if ever anything happened, it again, I I, I would wait beyond the date when it was said it was going to be okay I would definitely I would make sure even more so give myself even like another two or three weeks beyond when people said I could play just to to make sure I'm comfortable with it because you know people don't see your, your if you're injured people don't see it like if you have a, a bad knee or bad ankle like people don't see that on Saturday they just see you and they expect yeah. they expect a certain standard of performance from you so um no I wasn't I, I wasn't because <laughs> I said yeah. I'd like to blame it but um <clears throat> no neck neck feels great um Arm feel like strength, strength-wise, is 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 as best as it's ever been. So um, I feel I feel fine. I feel fine. And again, coming through Edinburgh at the weekend, um, especially in that last five five or six minutes, I, I had to make a good few tackles and um, mm. feel felt great on Sunday, which is which is brilliant. And I'm not thinking about it. You know, maybe the first few games back, you're thinking about it slightly, um, but then you just you kind of click into what you know best and your automatic reactions and and away you go really. So because. Um, because yeah, because I was looking, I was I remember looking back at the Italy game and um, think going into it maybe on first view and thinking there was a couple of passes and then I looked back on it and there's maybe only two from the whole game where maybe you didn't hit where mm -hmm. you wanted to hit as yeah. well. Like, but is it just maybe the Ireland style was a little bit like you know like that we weren't playing as wide so you weren't flinging the big long passes as yeah. much as you were. Um, like. There's loads of things. I think I don't know. Did I see something like against England? Um, I don't know. I don't know who said it to me. My dad, maybe, or something about your my passing, and I was like, pretty sure most of my passes were were pretty good there mm. in that game. I remember, I I can remember the stats and the, the, the two passes. There was one England kicked the ball over the top, and I caught it, and Jordan Larmer was running that way, and I I tried to give it to him, but it, he was on the move, and I probably shouldn't have, and it, it went to ground. Then it might have been one other, mm. and other than that, there was absolutely nothing. Like I can say, I fully believe there's nothing wrong with my passing on, yeah. in that game, and it's funny what people perceive is wrong it's it's mm. it is interesting because you know years ago i would have been like if someone had even mentioned like oh your passing was off i'd be like oh, okay okay i gotta i gotta practice this way more and, and get it get it straight whereas this time around i i, I honestly hand in hand don't see the, i don't see the papers i really really don't and mm. it's only like when a friend of mine or my someone might say oh did you see what this fella wrote and i'm like no i didn't i don't really want to know yeah. about what that fella wrote anyway but they've already told me so i'm like kind of thinking what so when I heard that, I was like, "No, I know, I know, my pa my pass is absolutely fine. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it." So yeah. a bit more mature about how I how I kind of handle those things now, which is which is um, I can take comfort from it. You know, I, I know what I needed to work on, um, and there was, in fairness, there was a few passes 
um, during the Six Nations, I probably didn't, they weren't as accurate as they normally are, but mm. I wouldn't put, that's probably just, you know, an, an awareness thing or maybe being put under pressure or, you know, a couple of them was just miscommunication and, and that's something that we, we are usually so good at, so clear in what we're doing and um, just on the pitch, it was just down to the players, me involved as well, it's just the message wasn't as clear and, and that creates confusion and creates a little bit of hesitancy and then all of a sudden it's just a, a bad pass or something. So, um, no, like health-wise, body-wise, I'm, I'm fine. It's yeah. just, um, no, there were other, other reasons, I think. The, the idea of a uh, couple of years, two and a half years um, since, since October, November, those kind of big couple of months for Munster and Irish rugby and mm. the fact that you guys have this thing on a Sunday where you all get together as much as you can, walking the dogs or going to La Hinch, going for sausage rolls, stuff like that. It, Dave Kilcoyne is the only fellow who goes for sausage rolls. <laughs> the rest of us have healthy, healthy breakfasts. <laughs> is it a thing of what is it... Um, you remember we spoke at the time of like the Anthony Foley and he's with you guys every day and stuff like that as well. Is that still, did that, something like that come from that or was that in the squad beforehand or do you still kind of feel that, is he still a big part of the squad? Is it something that you guys would talk about much or does he come up in conversation? Yeah, yeah, like, sounds kind of corny, it's not corny, but like Axel Wood, he is with us because mm. he had such a big part of my career and a lot of lads and you know, there's just pictures of him around the place. Not, it's not like it's everywhere, but like there's a little, I know there's a little desk in the coach's um, office there, waiting area, with just a lot of pictures of Axel in the glass underneath. And I was out, I was waiting there the other day and just kind of looking at them for a minute. I was like, Gee, it kind of hits you every every now and then. Like, and like in a harsh way, life goes on and you've so many distractions anyway, but at certain times it comes back to it and you're like, whoa, it kind of, but he did, he, he had such a big role in Munster and, you know, at the end of training, we have a chant, like a little wrap-up thing, and you know, one, two, three, Axel, and, and you know, every that happens every day, pretty much. So mm. he's always there, and there's always a reference to him. Um, and I think there's, a, there, yeah, it definitely brought us together, together more. But there's a there's a tightness about this group anyway. Um, and Axel wouldn't want it all down to him. You know, he's a big reason behind why a lot of people stayed there, or you know, have such a love for Munster. But um, no, this group is this group is really tight, like you said. Um, even on our days off, people people link up and do things together. Go down to the beach, go for a swim. Swimming the hinge seems to be the the popular one at the mm. moment. With the weather getting better and have barbecues and things, so it's um it's a like like the Irish team. Like I was saying a while ago, like two two tight groups, and I suppose that's the reason why I, I was so keen to just stay on and why it was such a quick decision for me because I'm really really happy here. Love it, absolutely love um, the setup here, playing for Munster and, and and being involved with Ireland as much as I can and. Um, two, two really good squads, and you know, two squads that have the potential to be successful. So um, yeah, it's good. Not a bad, not a bad setup we have. Perfect. Well, listen, cheers for that, and good luck now for the next couple of months anyway. And enjoy, uh, enjoy your summer before it all gets yeah, crazy again. Right, yeah, I will. I will. Cheers. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe. Together with Guinness. Okay, you are all most <laughs> welcome back to the House of Rugby Rugby Roundup, and hello to those watching on Instagram TV. How are we doing? Uh, that was Connor Murray. Uh, Pat asked him actually in this interview that, it, that, but he didn't include it for some reason. Connor was a former St Munchens College mm-hmm. um, star. He asked him what his top five uh, Munchens players or who his top five Munchens players ever were. And they were number one, Keith Wood, number two, Anthony Foley, number three, Connor Murray, number four, Barry Murphy. God, did you say Connor Murray? Yeah. Was number three? He named himself. <laughs> At number three? <laughs> yeah. 
I'd, I'd give it to him. To That's an it. unusual level of, of, of cockiness. <laughs> Isn't it? it is. yeah. yeah, number three, mate. You know, like bronze medalist. Yeah. You either go, I'm number one, or you're not involved. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, very anyway. good point. He put me slightly ahead of himself, he yeah. said. Um, Keith Earls number five. Uh-huh. So I beat Earlsy. Yeah, that's great to beat yeah. Earlsy. Also, Fla wasn't involved at all. Yeah. Which is even better. Yeah. Marcus Horn, I think he forgot even Marcus Horn was in some of <laughs> uh, Marcus Horn actually treated me like shit for the first six months that I was in Munch- Munster. Oh. Because he presumed I went to comp, Crescent Comp in, in Limerick because of the way I dressed or something like that. <laughs> and then he found out and he apologised for being an asshole to me. <laughs> which I love that that much bitterness still comes uh, f- yeah. you know, into senior rugby from yeah. school. Um, it's a shame you bore the brunt of it accidentally. Yeah, it's okay, Horn. Um, but that was great. Great inter- <clears throat> interview from Connor. Thanks for that, Pat. Uh, we now have Ireland's seven star, Jordan Conroy, on the phone. But I uh, just have to warn you, this phone call we did it earlier and the line wasn't great. We still got some great stuff out of him. He's a great fella. He's blowing awfully. The phone line isn't great blowing awfully this, these days. The, the signal was awfully bad. <laughs> Sorry about that. There's a double joke. He did that a minute ago. God. I made him do it again. Here's Jordan Conroy. Okay, we uh, were supposed to have Jordan Conroy in the studio with us today, but we were... Uh, spectacularly stood up, but thankfully he's joined us on the phone. How are you doing, Jordan? I'm doing very well, lad. How are you? We're good, man. We're very good. And uh, just so you know, when you get stood up by an international superstar sevens player, I hope you know that Trimby and I both are kind of assuming that you're you're at a pool party in Vegas. <laughs> There's like cheerleaders all around you. There's a load of rappers. You've you've got your phone in one hand and you've got you're like casually spinning yeah. a rugby ball on your other on your other finger. Is that pretty Don't accurate? Question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very accurate. That's one hundred percent spot on. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan, as 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 successful and as much of a superstar as you are, you had a chance to come on here and we could have made you even more famous. It's not off the ball, lad. You know what I mean? This is a big opportunity for you. I know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, like, uh, maybe I messed up, yeah, very, very bad. Tell, tell us, what are you really, what are you really doing? Go on, what are you really doing? I, I'm literally sitting in the sitting room with my mother. What are the pool parties like in Offaly these days? Uh, <laughs> it's, just, nah, it's just a lot of bugs, lads. There's no pool parties here. I mean, so I uh, just... It's grand. I just came home for a few celebrations and, you know, it didn't disappoint anyway. And then I uh, had to see a few families who were like, I just can't get a little bit loose with the right crowd. And, uh, that's what trying. I want to hear. Did, did, you, did you come home and you were about to rush out the door and your mum was like, you're not going gallivanting off to Dublin for that Baz and Andrew's rubbish. You're sitting here with me. No. Yeah, exactly. She, she was like, "You're not going up in that state, are you?" And I was like, "I'm fine." And then I know I, I just I don't know. And then I was just like, "Maybe you're dead right. Maybe I have to present myself a lot better." And then I was just like, "No, I can't make a show of myself in front of these lads." <laughs> maybe, hopefully, I was like, um, "No, nah, maybe not," because I'm very, very severely tired right now. I haven't slept over the weekend at all. If I 
because the like the celebrations will be crazy anyway. Well, you have um, Jordan. You're the you're the big ground. We have a video guy here, Dermot, uh, and he uh, we've never seen him so, uh, sober yet. Yeah, <laughs> he's either been drunk or hungover. Yeah. So you'd have been grand. Been in good company, man. Yeah. We often show up here pretty, 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 poor, in pretty poor shape as well. But um, look, I suppose we'll start off. We have to give you a massive congrats for uh, your incredible achievement last week in Hong Kong. Um, yeah. How was that for you, man? For like, first of all, how was the competition? Was it a, a tough one? And then uh, achieving what you did with with your teammates. How was that? Um, I would start like the competition itself. Um, you know. We were there to kind of do a job and take it game by game and just, you know, play our game and uh, just focus on our green lights and whatnot. Um, so we didn't really worry about too much about what the opposition was doing and just kind of worried about ourselves and our game. So, I mean, we did take it game by game and, you know, we got to win by win. Um, but all in all, you know, Hong Kong has been probably one of the top highlights of the year so far and, just kind of looking back and reflecting on it, it's it's just it's so nice to say that we finally did it after all those uh, all those like hard work uh, over the years. It's just uh, it's a really like massive pressure off the shoulders uh, right now. And you know, me and the lads were over the moon. And you know, and I'm really delighted for Anthony Eddie and David Newsomeora, who really stuck out their necks with this program and to be able just uh, be able to reward them with being on the series. You know. Really, it makes me feel happy and just to be able to kind of perform on a world stage now. You know, it's, it's all overwhelming as well, but I'm really, really, really happy with the achievement that we've made. So, yeah. Uh, fair play, man. Um, we actually had a question from Ram, Rob Vickerman uh, who wanted to know, have you found Mick McGrath yet? As he was last seen rolling down the hill in Hong Kong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we kept a close eye uh, on Mick, but um, he was there with us on the boat trip, you know, as elegant as ever, jumping into the ocean. So um, he was probably one of the most shook ones on the team that day, but uh, we all pulled through and then we kept going on through in Dublin. So, yeah, we, he, made, he made it back, so he's safe and sound now, he's safe and sound. Were you, were you partying with Shabal at all afterwards? Did, did you see that? Shabal? Shabal, did you see his performance by any chance? Oh, the, I, I seen the performance. I was like, this guy can sing, and he made a full performance of it. Like, I mean, I was pretty impressed. Is that like one of his hidden talents or something? He's got a music video and all now. I saw the other day. Did you oh, see yes. that? Yeah, someone linked us. Yeah. Um, I heard it's like on YouTube now. Yeah. <laughs> Go and have a look at that. It's pretty surreal. Um, but look, I'm glad to, see, to hear that you actually celebrate as well, because we just, everyone, when they, they're delighted, obviously, to hear that you, uh, to see that you achieve so much, and we're looking forward to watching you, but every rugby player, man, woman, or child, when they see you achieve that, they're also kind of jealous that, like, these lads are going to have some crack for the next <laughs> 12 months. Uh, so I know. Don't let us down, I man. Know, that's like, that's got to be a huge part I of it, right? Yeah, I won't. I mean... You know, being able to visit all these places in the world, you know, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And it's such a great atmosphere at these tournaments. And it's, just, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it's a lot of love for the Irish people, which I really like to see. And, you know, it's like it's just like a celebration on these tournaments. And that's what I love. And love meeting the people, love meeting the fans. And it's, it's just it's a great opportunity. And I'm just 
so glad that we finally made it, it as well. And come here, take us back on your to your sporting journey and your rugby journey. Where, where did it start for you? Was it a regular one where you started underage and, and schools or, or how did it come about? Um, so uh, I really didn't start rugby till the age of 18. Um, I actually think I started playing for fun, just a little bit of tag or whatnot um, because I wasn't really that much into rugby back then. And out of that, the captain of my hometown, Tullamore Rugby Club, said to me that um, you have to come up to senior training and I'm not taking no for an answer. And he was the guide and everything. So I was just kind of like, uh, okay, yeah, fine. I'll see you Tuesday. And I really kind of went on from there. So uh, with each training session and with each session, after four years of playing there, I really started to, you know, start taking to liking to rugby. And then from there on, I kind of played in, like, I didn't play in any school. It was just my home club. And then what the big move was, uh, after four years in Tullamore, I moved to Premier's SB in Athlone and played in 1B. And that's when I started, you know, really kind of playing better opposition and wanting to kind of go further with it. And then from from the Buccaneers, I got into the Connick Academy and then the Sevens came calling. And literally the rest is history. And so it's only really been playing a total of seven years, I think. Yeah, seven years. So that's kind of the rope back then. A pretty short one. Yeah, you had a keen soccer career before that, right? You were playing with St. Pat's and, uh, and I, like, uh, from what I've read, that was <coughs> the avenue that would potentially lead you to professional sport. Yeah, um, like, before the rugby, I really wanted to be a soccer player. But um, kind of found out soon enough that was what was going to happen. It was a fairly cutthroat industry. And, you know, I was... I wasn't in any big teams. Like I did play in the electricity league for a season with uh, Athlone Town FC. Um, so that was quite a nice little experience. But then after that, it kind of died down. And then even before that, um, I was doing the athletics running. Um, had a few All-Ireland titles and that. So, yeah, I've had a few, few sports. Good man. So, well, look, the opportunity obviously is coming knocking for you to, to go on to play in the World Series for Ireland and uh, potentially the Olympics. So uh, I understand that's the next challenge for you guys in June is the, the qualification for the Olympics. Yeah, that's, that's the next big one. Um, uh, we're concentrating really hard on preparing for the uh, Tokyo Olympics. Uh, so when we come back now, training, we're just going to focus on that and just keep 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 on building on what we've achieved and hopefully get into the London 7th and Paris 7th as preparations. Um, so, yeah, that would be another big, massive achievement for us to be able to say that you're in the Olympics and uh, be an Olympian would be amazing and probably get the, <laughs> the five-ring tattooed somewhere. So that would be kind of cool. So, yeah, that's, a, that's the next big milestone to try and reach. For us, uh, Jordan, we're... Uh, we're our theme tonight is we're kind of going like a back to school, like an old school theme. So I'm in McCory and Ince jersey. Baz is in his... Um, St. Munchins. St. Munchins, yeah. Does it ring a bell? Like St. Munchins. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> back then, in Munchins, it was give the ball to Baz. In Corian, it was give the ball to Trimby. And it seems like the Sevens team have come up with a similar policy, give the ball to Jordan. <laughs> or is there much more to it? Or is it just give it to the fast guy? <laughs> um... <laughs> No, what we have 
just saying is you need to earn the right to move it wide. So uh, before we have to earn the right to move it wide. And then, yeah, if there's space on the wing, and just give it kick, give it to the pace out, yeah. out the wing. So, yeah, it's, it's close enough. But, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, Love it. Well, I think watching the sevens over the years has always been... Uh, you know, a big part of the game is, is having superstars in the team like Sarevi for Fiji and uh, Carolyn Isles for the US and Lomu for New Zealand. So we, uh, we look forward to seeing Jordan Conroy being our superstar in the near future. So, look, we'll definitely get you on the show next time, man, or else we'll come and join you at one of your pool parties. Would that be all right? Yeah, you're all invited, lads. So I get you VIPs and everything. So. Deadly. We'll get yeah. well, the next one's is going to be a live show at a pool party. Yeah, at his mum's house. In Offaly. <laughs> That's an idea, lads. Brian, get on there. Brian Cowan get on surely that. has a few pool parties going on down there regularly, does he? Yeah, sure. He only lives up the road. We'll all go to Brian Cowan's house. All right, Jordan. Look, thanks a million for coming on, man. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and congrats again. Thanks very much, lads. You too, man. See you. Okay, thank you, Jordan, for coming on there. Uh, what a great fella, and looking forward to hearing a lot more about that guy. Um, but now we will look ahead to the Champions Cup next weekend. First up, Munster versus Saracens. Um, Tyler Blaindahl or JJ Hanrahan? What do you think? Sorry, I was... <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at something else. I was looking at the Simpsons 15. <laughs> yeah, we've got a, a best Simpsons 15 coming up, and Trimby is perplexed by it. Uh, no, no, it's, it's great stuff. It it, someone's gone to a lot of effort. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay, we'll get there. In the meantime, listeners, while you're <coughs> listening to this, keep that in the back of your mind. Think about it. Um, yeah, big decision. If Carberry misses out for Munster, JJ was class the other night. Um, personally, I think Tyler will start. He uh, gives them just that foundation that they kind of look for in the first half of the game. Yeah. And then uh, JJ to come off the bench with his bit of magic, his magic feet. He's, yeah. he's kind of been really good at that. I think that's that fair lately. enough. Yeah. Um, and it you know, that will be pretty important against Saracens to kind of settle them and, and play some decent field position. Jack O'Donoghue or Chris Clothey is probably the other big decision they need to make. Two, two very different sevens <laughs> um, going into it, but I would personally go with Jack. It, would you go Jack because he's local? Uh, no, maybe subconsciously I might do that. Um, I'm a good mate Jack coached him at Bowes and a uh, big fan of his but I just think I prefer I, I love him as a player I love how, how much um, energy he brings big ball carrier as yeah. well as being uh, a very effective back row on the ground and so good line out options you, well. you wouldn't get as much out of Clute with ball in hand I don't think so okay you know great player very very class uh, player yeah very aggressive and I see he's a pain in the ass to play against. But I think with the size that Saracens have, they're probably the biggest team in the whole competition. I think you need some big, aggressive, abrasive players. Yeah. So the bigger the players, Munster have an appeal, the field the better. I'm convinced. <clears throat> cool. Uh, Connor Murray uh, looked great uh, last weekend. He seems to be back in form. Um, so also it was Peter Manny and Stander kind of. Munster just looked like they've come back from the Six Nations in in a better state than, than most teams yeah. um, and I think they're peaking at the right time which is really important for yeah Munster and Glasgow are both peaking at the yeah. minute Glasgow yeah. are on fire at the minute Munster are going well yeah. um, very important this time of year right yeah yeah. the, the business end of the season mm. it's like a little bit like what you were talking about last year get back to your club get back enjoying rugby again mm. <laughs> and just yeah. get back I don't know just performing well again yeah. Munster flying 
Yeah, and, and again, they threw the ball around a little bit more at the weekend. Now, that, look, it's Saracens there, probably the best team in the competition for me. Um, so it's going to be a tough one, but what a weekend, and I can't not wait for it. Uh, Leinster then quickly uh, watched them against uh, Glasgow, as you said, the weekend were brilliant. Leinster, I've done the opposite of Munster, coming back yeah. after Six Nations. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little bit rusty. Yeah. So everybody's asking, uh, obviously this is Game of Thrones week. Yes. And everybody's got, you know, like who's going to be in, who's going to be in the throne mm -hmm. uh, in eight weeks' time? Not the, not the Lannisters by the looks of it in rugby terms. <laughs> you reckon? Well, yeah. you're going out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're... Your they're, predictions are... Well, as you, as you said, it's important to be kicking on at this time. So mm. Glasgow, I think, are the other team who are in form at the minute. Mm -hmm. uh, Glasgow and Munster, I think, are the two, top two at the minute. Um, now, I know Leinster, it's hard to keep, because they qualified, uh, they secured their home semi-final so long ago, and then it's hard to keep that momentum going. Mm. But um, they've just dropped off a little bit. You know, Treviso kind of caught them out last week, and then they got caught out again. Mm. And, I, I, and they, were, uh, they weren't quite their best against Ulster either. No. I think they've had one... Loss or two losses, one win and one, one draw since the start of March. So, yeah, it's probably the worst record in years, I'd imagine. Pat, mm. um, how's Tiger Woods doing? He's doing. There's birdies, birdies for him and Malinari. Yeah. What about him getting taken out by the security guard? Yeah, <laughs> <'cause> I lost. <laughs> that guy came from nowhere. <laughs> so eager. Yeah. Oh, busted him. Um, yeah, look, that's interesting. Now that you're you're going there, look. Um, right, Leinster off basically. You're here yeah. first. Yes. Um, I, I, be, I don't know how far our Sexton is off. He'll obviously be. be a gamble, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. In after, he'd be nearly another much. month out, wouldn't it? After the Six Nations. Yeah. Um, they have a few decisions to make. Um, like whether Low plays again. I think he's so effective in yeah. these games. I, I, I'd have to start him. Um, and they looked like they lacked a little bit of firepower in the in the backline last weekend. Um, Tamani was playing 13, don't think he's a 13, he's, he's a winger, out and out winger. Yeah. Um, Larmer was looking very frustrated not to get the ball. It's good to see Henshaw back in 12, but he's yeah. probably a little bit rusty. Ringrose obviously will bring a lot of creativity. But Carney, try scoring machine. Yeah, two tries in 945 days. <laughs> <laughs> two in 10 minutes, it was bizarre. Uh, if for me though, I'd be going with Larmer, Byrne and Lowe. That'd be my back three. Fine, mm. fine. They, I mean, <clears throat> for the first time ever in a long time, I've, I think Leinster are a little bit predictable. Yeah, I know. I just think, I just think a big, a big, you know, a big knockout stage. Like the closer you get to Test match intensity, and I think quarterfinals or semi-finals of European Cup is getting towards that level. Mm. I think you got. I think you got to consider Carney as well mm. because. He's just so safe, so secure. I don't know. <laughs> you're not going to score any tries. <laughs> <laughs> you will in, in thousand, thousand days. Uh, I, th I don't know. I think. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like when you see Andrew Conway scoring 38 tries in seven years for Munster, um, I, it's hard not to look beyond that for me. Um, and I know Rob brings a huge amount, but like you need to be scoring tries. And uh, look, Leinster. To be fair. When they get the ball in hand, they're pretty relentless and they're hard to stop. I would actually be more worried about the defence. They Watching them in the weekend against Glasgow, and again, Glasgow were massively up for this game. Leinster were silent at times in their defence. Very little line speed, not much intensity. Soak tackling all over the pitch. and 
know when you hear like they've they've made like five six hundred tackles in the last few weeks in two yeah. games, that potentially could be because they're not making huge impact tackles or busting teams back and turning over the ball. It's like they're they're almost willing to soak, which uh, that's kind of leaked into their game. That was a foundation. Not what they were doing, not yeah. the, what they were doing at all earlier in the season. The foundation of their game over the last few years has been really aggressive, tough defense. And I just find that strange that they've they've let that slide. So again, look, hope, hopefully it will be just uh, that they're they're taking the foot off the pedal for these I'm games. I'm sure they'll come good. Mm. Hopefully they don't, but I'm sure they will. <laughs> uh, we also asked you to vote on your Guinness Made More Player of the Weekend, and here are your nominees: Jack Carty, tried the season; uh, Jared Butler uh, of Connacht, also Monsters JJ Hanran and Ulster Lock Ian Henderson. Thank you for all your votes and comments. The winner is, drum roll, JJ Hanran. JJ Hanran. Go on the jasp. This leads us very nicely into uh, a question, our Twitter, our ask, ask H, hashtag AskHR, <laughs> uh, where we put out a, a, a shout for your Twitter questions. And one of them was... Simpsons 15. Yeah, your best Simpsons 15. Okay. Uh, Loosehead. Uh, the reason I said that leads us nicely into it is because JJ Hanrahan's nickname is Jasper, mm. who is the old man that lives beside. Uh, he hasn't made it. Grandpa Simpson. Did he not make it? He's probably on the bench. He's on the bench, yeah. I think Impact. he's going to get a big last 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Loosehead, we've got Comic Book Guy. Yeah. Hooker, Fat Tony. Yeah. Um, Tighthead, Insane, Michael Jackson, dude. Do you remember the episode where Homer goes to a mental asylum? I can't remember why. Can you remember why he goes to the mental asylum? It's no, early, early days. Early days. <laughs> and his, his cellmate is a big, heavy, kind of aggressive guy who uh, thinks he's Michael Jackson. <laughs> so he sings like Michael Jackson. He talks like him. And then he gets out. Oh, he gets that. out and he brings <laughs> yeah. him to... And he sings that song to Lisa. Lisa, it's your birthday. Yes. Yeah. Happy birthday, Lisa. <laughs> that, that's it, yeah. So he could lock a scrum down. He would, yeah. <clears throat> Disco stew. Yeah, quite tall, especially with those uh, shoes with the fish in them. Some of those kind of high-heeled no. yeah, platform shoes he has with the dead goldfish in them. Uh, Rainer Wolfcastle? Yeah, he's like the Aaron Schwarzenegger guy. Oh, that guy, yeah. yeah. He's great. Um, so he's at five. Tricky, mm. like, might not be much of a line-out option. Maybe. He's pretty big. I would have seen him more as like a six or a, a clote. Or a, yeah, a clote kind of. Yeah, we might change him yeah. around depending on... Uh, we've got Nelson Muntz at six. That's fine, I think. Mm. Groundskeeper uh, Willie at seven. Pure. What was your man's name that played seven for Scotland for years? A Butch. What was his name? No, was Butch it? was his first name, is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, he lives in Belfast now. Does he? Yeah. What was his name? We'll get there. He'd be terrible. Like kind of like co with him at Ulster games. <laughs> This, this isn't his name now, but yeah, I was just seeing Pointney. that... Butch Pountney. Butch yes. Pountney. Yeah. Yes. I was seeing that Homer was um, sent to the mental asylum because he wore a pink shirt into work because Bart had thrown his red cap in the laundry. <laughs> That's great. And Butch Pountney, you're correct. Butch well. Pountney, yeah. Uh, Cletus at eight. Cletus at eight. Very skinny. Which one's Cletus? He's still slack-jawed yokel. We could swap them around, then we could put Rainer Wolfcastle to eight. Yeah. And Cletus, you'd get Cletus in the row. Bit, bit dim, like just sticking in the row. Yeah. Getting through some work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mole Man at nine. <clears throat> yeah. Superb. Fine. Yeah. He's tiny. Um, Tastes like peanuts. <laughs> uh, Superintendent 
uh, Chalmers. Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> <laughs> Snaz Chalmers. Uh, Ned Flanders in the left wing. Yeah, <clears throat> boring. Kind of like, were you left wing? No, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be quite Flandersy, actually. <laughs> be great like that, uh, Hank Scorpio. Oh, great. He was the he? he was the terrorist guy that um, Homer went to work for in this. Do you remember he went? He, the Hammock District, yeah. Hammockville, Hammocks or us. Yeah. Uh, what sort of a 12 would he be? Would he be physical enough? Or would he be yeah, a bit, a bit mental, a bit, bit mad. Just give me the ball, man. Oh, do anything okay, like. yeah. Yeah. And not a, so not a distributor of a 12. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more, like, very aggressive. Like the pocket Rocket, the Kiwi guy, what's his name? Played 12 for you guys for months or for a while. By Fimi Maffi. Oh, no. Oh, Tipoki? Tipoki, yeah. 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 That's who I was thinking. Cool. Anyway, Duffman at 13. Yeah. Solid. Sideshow Bob in the right wing. Great. Yeah, just... Like a Shane Horgan. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Get up for a good high ball. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Nick at 15. Dr. Nick, yeah. The, oh, I thought for a second you didn't it's know the character. Kinda, yeah, yeah, I go with that. No, he was the... Is he, a Jordan Larmer? is he a Jordan Larmer or is he a Rob Carney? No, he's a bit, he's a bit wild. I seem like a French-esque fullback, just uh -huh. not really flippant... He just leaves a set of keys inside and people and stuff like that. Remember he stitched a guy's arm where his leg used to be. <laughs> if it is in my old man, Mr. McLeg. <laughs> With a leg for an arm, an arm for a leg. <laughs> He's a great character. Simpsons yeah. was great. God, it's so shit now. Um, Irish Owen also asked, if each of you had to play for a different province during your career, which would you have picked and why? Say it on three. One, two, three. No Monster. one. <laughs> me. I would have retired. Direct me. I would have. I thought, <laughs> I, saw your, I thought we were thinking Monster. the same thing. Yeah. No, I only said that because I would rather. I would. <laughs> do you know the episode of Game of Thrones where I think it's my one of my favorite moments where Jamie Lannister gets his hand. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lannister gets his hand chopped off. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd rather chop my hand off than play for another province. Okay. Probably wouldn't, to be honest. But. Yeah. Um, yes, which it leads. It seems drastic. I mean, it is just a job. Just chop my hand off. No, just, <laughs> just offered you a contract. Chop my hand off. Um, Game of Thrones is on tonight. It's oh, back. Oh, brilliant. Oh, Jesus. I've, I've just watched a few um, uh, YouTube catch ups. Go on. In the last season there as well. Yeah, they're good, yeah. Oh, there's a lot going on, lad. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> there's on. a lot of names that I'm going. Like Ooh, ring bells. Yeah. If you were to describe the fella, I'd be like, "Aye, that's that guy, Grand." Uh, but it's complicated. Really, <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually stressing me out a what bit. What's going on with the dragons? What, what was so story? one of them now works for the other side. <laughs> <laughs> he's an alien. Or whatever. He's, he's a, a white, white walker. walker. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So whenever did you remember watching that episode? Yeah, where he got shot, or not shot down, he got javelin down by into the, the, the into night. Into the ice, yeah. Into the ice, yes. Yeah. Um, crashed into the ice yeah. underneath. Mm -hmm. Did you think at the time, oh, I bet you I know what's going to happen there? Yeah. Did you immediately? I, I think so, yeah. I didn't. I went, oh, well, that's a, that's a dragon down. No, okay. That's a, that's a 14 point. It's <laughs> <laughs> a 14 point turn. <laughs> it's, it's, that's an intercept on a two on one. It is. Right on the line. <laughs> yeah. You're about to get blasted by a dragon. Yeah. And, oh, shit. <coughs> yeah. Very true. And then he comes and uh, blows down it's the like wall. It's like Joey Carberry signing for Monster and then yes. win, winning the Champions Cup this year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, 
What else? What, tell me more. So um, they had that whole big meeting, uh, and they're all sitting there, all the big characters. That's an expensive, that was an expensive scene yeah. <laughs> for yes. HBO. They're all sitting there chatting away, waiting, and then um, in comes uh, Daenerys. Uh, and time. she had to make a big song and dance about it, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't she? Yeah. None of the rest. They, the rest of them just rocked up. How's things around? How's pre-season? I'm thinking, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. it's the first national camp. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just comes swooping in. On a dragon. On a dragon. Oh, yeah. just this one here. Like, O'Connell would go, would you look at your man? On <laughs> <laughs> the fucking dragon. <laughs> We're all arriving in our Toyotas. You're out with a dragon. Yeah, did you see uh, Darsh uh, tweeted me there? Yeah, he appreciated that kind of. Didn't yeah, he? I think he was. Uh, I think he was upset. Like, I, it wasn't. First of all, Dar Darsh, if you're watching, <laughs> we weren't slagging the the cardigan. If anything, you were ahead of your time. Yeah, just O'Connell didn't appreciate it. Yeah, but he did, he was a he was a bit pissed. He didn't have his back at the time. Yeah, and we told a story. I suppose making making fun of the situation. Yeah. Sorry, Gordon Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, so what what stage is it at then with uh, Game of Thrones? The wall's been knocked down. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So they've all come up with this agreement. Mm -hmm. They're all going to fight the White Walkers, but oh, Cersei, yes. Cersei's not. She's up to no good. So, yeah. So short-sighted. Yeah, You're all going to die, Cersei. Lannisters. Honestly. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's gonna. It probably won't kick off until like eight episodes in. Now we're not gonna see anything of importance. No, I know you're right. Fanny about for the next exactly, six yeah. or seven episodes, but we'll still be glued to it. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll do mostly Game of Thrones. Stuff Having said next that, week. there was. I don't think it was last season. The season before, season six. Remember the big battle and all. I remember yeah, the guy. Yeah, shitloads happened. The guy who who killed, or sorry, who tortured Reek. Yeah. Remember him? He was he was mm. he was killed off halfway through a season. Mm -hmm. And then I think there were there were like two or three episodes that uh, that season, and they were really tidying things up. Mm. And there were a few episodes for the fans. Well, there's got to be a good few of them now, where yeah, there's going to be loads of people killed off because they've got every a lot episode, to work through. Every <laughs> episode's got to be like a, a Jamie Lannister episode, or a yeah. head crush, or a dragon, yeah. or a dick chopped off. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. You would have the dick chopped off. I love up there with <laughs> the, the other highlights. Love, <laughs> love. dick removal episodes. <laughs> the best. Oh, we're gonna definitely gonna leave it there. Um, right, thank you everybody for your tweets and your comments and your questions and for listening on all your favorite apps and for watching us on YouTube. Big, big thank you to everyone that is involved and a massive congratulations to whoever won the Masters. Pat is delighted. Who's it looking like, Pat? Go on, if you put your money somewhere. Molinari. But Jesus, everybody could be laughing at me now in the in the future. Oh uh, yeah. You well, idiot. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> I'm gonna go with Tiger anyway. Yeah, I'll go Tiger. I'm yeah, cool. Yeah. Grant. Okay, lads, it's been great, it's been emotional. This has been Baz and Andrews, House of Rugby, here on Joe, together with Guinness. Thanks for keeping us company. Party on Trinity. Party on Baz. You were listening to Baz and Andrews, House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.